Hey, welcome to the High Performance Artist Podcast. I'm Richie Bailey. So I was browsing the internet and I saw an article by animationmagazine.net. It's titled, Five Things You Should Know About Working in the VFX Industry. Well, I've worked in the VFX industry. Let me see if this guy is legit or nah. So, five things that you should know about working in the VFX industry. As you know, I actually worked in the VFX industry. I um, worked on the show Stranger Things, um, some Super Bowl commercials, and some music videos. And the first thing that this uh, post by Animation Magazine is saying is to know the technical side. Um, Ashish here is saying that you know before you actually want to enter the VFX industry you're gonna need to know the technical aspects of the software that you work in he works in a neuro a nuke slash hero based studio now if you're not really into VFX um, <laughs> or not interested at all this podcast episode might not be for you check out some of the other ones um, I recently actually did an episode on um, Blue Sky Studios um, being absorbed into Disney, then being shut down, and actually what that means for artists and designers. Um, it is getting a bit of traction, so you might want to take a peek, see if you like it, see if you gain some insight from that. Or even the previous episode, 45, which is what does your creative work need? Does it need rehab? Going to some really intimate, interesting stuff there. So let's continue. Um, he says, no, the technical side, I completely agree. I think if you're going into the VFX industry, you really do need to know the software that you're going to be using. Um, the VFX industry has a, it has a habit of really extracting all the knowledge that you have. So the more that you know about a topic, about a software really is, um, a lot of the time, the more useful you can be both to yourself but to your team and the people around you um i noticed that there was a shift um to my usefulness uh having you know just a couple hours in maya versus having over 400 hours almost 500 hours um and being officially certified by autodesk in the program i was able to know a lot of different things a lot of different aspects how different um pipelines within the software worked together be that um motion design animation simulation even 2d aspects using the grease pencil tool um rendering lighting modeling i mean there's so many different aspects of the visual effects pipeline um, Maya is kind of a do-it-all tool and thus that's why it's an incredibly complex software um, sometimes when you're talking to different departments they're using different terminology and sometimes it just helps to know oh I know exactly what you're talking about yeah you know you're gonna export as FBX oh you're gonna export as Alembic oh yeah cool da, 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 da. so it's, it's good to know the different stuff so I completely agree with that um, number two is to have a strong, impactful reel. Yes, absolutely. Your reel really carries a lot of weight 
in the interview room um, even more weight is carried on your personality but you can really have a lot of charisma <laughs> if your portfolio looks really bad um, it's gonna be hard-pressed to give you a chance so no matter where you fit in the VFX pipeline puzzle um, reel that really says you know what you're doing is super helpful um, and keeping the reel short uh, as she says you know about 90 seconds I think my reel is maybe 45 seconds it's under a minute I like to personally keep my reel under a minute um, just because when somebody opens it and they see oh this is gonna take like less than 60 seconds there's so many reels that are over two minutes three minutes four minutes it's like like nobody's going to watch all of that. You're going to have people skipping through your stuff. So just keep it tight. Your best stuff at the front. Um, maybe a really interesting thing at the end that really makes them want to follow through after watching the video. Um, yeah, it, it, the, the way how the creative industry is, is it's demo reel, demo reel, demo reel, demo reel, demo reel. It's your portfolio. It's the work that you do. Personally, I've never had to show my resume to get hired um, I think a lot of people sometimes even just ask a resume as a formality but really they're just looking at your demo reel and then they're just judging your personality you know do you have good communication skills um, are you willing to work are you willing to take feedback do you take feedback well do you execute on that feedback do you hit your notes these really are the th are the things like when you're trying to figure out the best way to get hired it's really about thinking okay if I were hiring what are some of the qualities I would want to see in a person and if you can hit most of those qualities boom there's a good chance you're getting the job number three is get attention and make connections yes absolutely <laughs> I definitely tried my best to reach out to as many artists as possible to as many studios as possible um, just getting feedback from people you never know who's really going to give you a really interesting insight. Um, but this is something that you really have to do very, very subtly. I cannot stress enough. If you're asking somebody for feedback, do not. Don't ask them for a job. Don't say, hey, yeah, man, great. Thanks for the feedback. By the way, can I get a job? Are you guys hiring right now? That person... A person is just an employee just like you and more than likely they can't and won't vouch for you usually if you're saying hey um, even if there is a vacancy they are putting their name and reputation on the line for somebody that literally just hit them up they have no idea who they are they haven't worked with them they don't know and that's really the important thing sometimes you've don't really even know much about a person but you've worked with them and you can see that they work well they deliver and they're good they, they get along with you and you get along with them um yeah don't ask for a job please don't don't do it 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 just makes everybody look bad and it hurts the people actually asking for feedback and that is just all they want so yeah uh he says here be a swiss army knife I would agree with that up to a certain extent. Um, if you're just starting out, yes, learning as many things as possible does help you. Uh, it You never know when a certain skill is going to be drawn on and 
it could get you hired um it could make a studio keep you around for longer because they can just put you on another project or something but i would say as you start getting some more years under your belt i would say just become really good at a core skill um maybe you're just an amazing lighter maybe you're an amazing modeler maybe you're an amazing texture now modeling texturing kind of wraps itself up in one package but the core skill is like asset creation maybe you just make amazing assets um you will find what you lean towards maybe you just make incredible simulations or visual effects um yeah that's exactly what i would uh recommend and the last one is ask questions make mistakes this is something that again also has to be done very um subtly very um, with a lot of tact and he says you know you're gonna make mistakes and just bounce back from them try not to repeat them as best you can don't be afraid of mistakes and i think that was something that i was absolutely petrified i was always afraid of doing something wrong um and that kind of affected how i worked and how i worked with people um especially my first job um do not be afraid of mistakes if the person hiring you knows that you're green um and that you ha don't have a lot of experience they literally expect you to make mistakes so if looking bad and making mistakes and doing something wrong is something that you worry about on any um early projects that you have um on your first job or or if you're a new to the industry as best you can that is literally the least thing that you need to worry about what they do care about is how you react to mistakes do you go oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry oh i'm so sorry oh is there anything i can do oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god. like that is somebody you don't want to work with um mistakes are a given but how you react to mistakes shows a lot about your character and shows a lot about how you work with people and it's the same with thing with asking questions asking great questions um is really something that people enjoy um if you're asking questions from a place of i really want to know more about this thing um versus if you ask a ton of questions about hey should i should i do this or this should i do this or that uh should i do this or that like, it's somebody who's just constantly coming to you asking you questions that you feel can be answered if they just looked into it some more that's also somebody that's you don't really want to work with <laughs> um and let me give you kind of a formula right on how to do this and maybe i can do another episode on this if if you like but the formula for asking a question goes like this hey i have a question about x y and z this is what i've done um i've noticed that when i do this this happens and it doesn't give me the result that i want do you have any advice on this or do you know who I might be able to go to? That's a really good question to ask. That's a really good way to ask questions. Why? It shows that you've done some work, right? That's the first thing. It shows that you're not just coming to the person to solve your problem. I think that's one of the things that people in general just hate. It's like, I don't want to solve your problem. I want to help you. 
And helping somebody means you've done something and you've tried a couple solutions. And so you're coming to me because you've already done some groundwork and I'm here to maybe just give you the last push. And that makes both parties feel great. Um, it's always good if you've tried more than one solution and you're telling the person, oh, you know, I've, I've, um, I've done A and this is the result that it, that happened. And, you know, that wasn't very helpful. I've done B, um, and that wasn't very helpful either. This is what happened. Um, and I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, asking great questions makes people value your question. Um, and not being afraid of making mistakes, but recovering from a mistake by showing your character, meaning if you make a mistake, how you deal with that. It's like, you know what? I appreciate the input. Thank you so much. This was a mistake. It's my bad. I'm going to deal with this now. Um, that's a, that's a skill in it. Like asking good questions and, um, coming back from a mistake is a skill and you get better with that, um, in time. So that's an, another episode <laughs> of high performance artist podcast. I really hope you learned something about the, in, the VFX industry today. If you think this was helpful, if you think somebody in the VFX industry, um, if you have someone or know someone that's maybe entering the VFX industry and you think they'll be helped, this they will be helped by this podcast, send it to them, share it with them, and I hope it helps. See you in the next one, and I'll talk to you real soon.